Okay, we are live. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Women's Empowerment Series. I am so delighted to meet you again. We, I see I, we have already some beautiful faces joining us on YouTube. Hello everyone. We are live streaming on LinkedIn as well and Facebook. So as you're joining us, say hello. Let us know where you're connecting from. I have an incredible guest, beautiful and special guest. And I'm so excited to welcome Lauren Jane Heller connecting from Montreal, Canada. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Me too. But your story is even more fascinating because Lauren is originally from South Africa and, you know, a beautiful journey that took you to become such an incredible reference in leadership as a leadership coach and today as a spiritual teacher. So it's really exciting to have you join us. Welcome, Thank Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself. What brought you to become a leadership coach and, uh, and what's your fascination about leadership? Okay, um, so I am, you can also call me LJ, so Lauren or LJ, LJ. I, I've had a very, I guess, I, I like, I like to think it's not that unusual, but I, whenever I talk to people, it's like, oh, I've had an unusual path landing where I have. Um, I started my career, I mean, I, I knew since I was a small child that I was going to be a writer. I have been a writer since I was really little. Like I start, I think my mom's given me copies of the first little books that I wrote when I was like three, four, five. Um, and, and so I knew that writing was going to be a part of my life. I've always loved performing. I love being with other people. And I had, um, I mean, a really amazing, it was kind of luck and I made it happen when I was 17. I, worked at a bookstore and I earned enough money to pay half of, basically I said to my dad, if I pay half, can I do my high school biology credit in Ecuador and the Galapagos Islands? Wow. And so when I was 17, I got to go to the Galapagos Islands. I got to go into the Amazon rainforest and mm -hmm. be with the animals and learn about biology, learn from the like local indigenous people about the tr the plants and the trees and the the life in the forest and and that moment for me was like this I have to share this with the world and I couldn't believe that people were cutting down the rainforest and yeah. so I decided that I wanted to save the rainforest and I was going to do that through documentary film and writing books and that was sort of the beginning of this very meandering career. Wow, wait, 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 because this is like a very incredible beginning. I'm going to say hello to Horia. Join us. Hi, Horia. It's good to see you with us, Abdurrahman, as well. So people are saying hello. I, this is incredible because wait a second, because when you're 16 and 17, you have to be super advanced and a little genius in where you are to actually decide that you're paying for your own trip. And do it, not just decide, but actually yeah. pay for it. <laughs> well, so, so one of the things that, I mean, my husband and I joke about this all the time yeah. is that I'm a person who, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I, I'm often surprised that other people 
have don't do as much as I do or haven't. I mean, I, I recognize now I'm I just turned 40 this year and I've lived you don't look a at lot yourself. of life in 40 years. Yeah, because, you know, but you know what you just said? It's like the number one trait of a leader. If you want to be a leader, you have to be you have a word that is so unshakable. It's like yeah. your word is gold. It's like yeah. bigger than a contract, bigger than a signature. And you own that since you're 16 and 17, which means you born a leader and you yeah. know it I, and you do it. I, I did. And when I was younger, I was trying so hard to conform that it didn't work yeah. <laughs> because it, it felt unsafe. When I was living in South Africa, it felt unsafe to stand out. Um, I went to an all girls school. Things were very um, structured a certain way. And I was an unusual child and very strong willed and very creative. And I had to learn to sort of cover it. Oh my God. Because it didn't feel, yeah, I was a year young for my grade. I was the smallest child. I was super, like, I was getting really good marks. I was generally ahead of the curve with all of the things that I tried to do and it's not a great way to make friends. Um, so yeah, because they're like, learned, she's too much. Yeah. yeah, I was too much. That was a lot of my childhood was me being too much and then mm -hmm. learning through a lot of my path of, of getting away from, because I learned how to be an overachiever perfectionist really, really effectively. I did really well in school. I did really well in anything I applied myself to, which it also gave me the confidence to do things like I'm going to work in a bookstore after school so that I can get enough money so I can go on this trip. And that was sort of my, my teens, my late teens and most of well, my early 20s, but even after we had kids, because I, I had my um, my elder child when I was 25, which was not planned. Well, that's but, very old. Um, that's very young. And are yeah, they, yeah. Are they like you, sharp and fast? How are uh, your children? Yes. April is very sharp, very fast, way stronger boundaries than I've ever had. Ah, good. Extremely creative. Um yeah, a, a, quite a negotiator. I'm really excited. It's been it's amazing watching this child blossom. Um, and I've learned so much from them. They're they're non-binary, so they they were biologically female. So mm -hmm. as a little girl, uh, April was like the was a little dynamo, really <laughs> nonstop. Um, and and is really coming into this beautiful period of exploration and like figuring out who they are and. Um, I also feel lucky to live in a city like Montreal where we have let them the openness be. to just let my kid be whoever they want to be. And they're at a school where they're getting a lot of support um, mm -hmm. to be who they are, which feels mm -hmm. super good as a parent. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, I, I think I lost my train of thought. But no, so, no, that's not fine. We were, we were walking you way through your yeah. being a kid, a genius, actually high IQ and, you know, leading yourself into... Yeah your passion which was rainforest and helping and helping trees and the and you know, the planet really because that's yeah. how it starts and so yeah. how did you transform that into becoming what you do today um so i guess the 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 short ish version is i knew i knew that I wanted to change the way that people see things i knew that i like and one of my gifts has always been um, revealing the things that people know and helping them to actually know it. 
And so a lot of the time people like we're so up here and kind of the content of what's going on Mm -hmm. that we can't actually see what's really happening underneath. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I've always been able to get into or to see. Um, And I think there's a level of vulnerability there too. I, um, when I was 18, I got really sick as a teenager. And, and when I was 18, I was actually off school because I was unwell, but I'd, I'd had to write a play for, I went to an art school. So mm-hmm. I wrote a play for my playwriting class and it was, it was for me. I wrote it. I came home. It was my first love, my first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came home from being in his house one night and I just, I needed to write about what I was feeling and what I was going through. So I wrote a one act play and then I took a playwriting cat class and we had to submit something. So I submitted that play and I actually ended up winning a competition and it was produced professionally. Wow! The thing for me, like the feedback that I got was that they could feel what I was saying, like the, the authenticity of what I was translating. And that's, that's why I believe I'm actually a really good coach and like what makes the difference when I work with people is I have I guess I've always been able to really channel how I feel and then translate it into words that land with people I love that that's a gift actually I I I I recognize that because it's also you know when you're good at something a lot of the time and I, I work on this with so many of my clients when something comes to you naturally you don't recognize that it's actually special you just think it's normal um so for a lot of my life I didn't recognize that my ability to translate people's lived experience into like concrete words um is really helpful for people Yes, because um, a lot of people don't know how to express that yeah. uh, because you know it very well. I mean, the the side of the brain that has emotions is not the same side of the brain that has a dialect and, you know, and language. So, yeah. you know, that connection, you have to be able to to know it. When did you feel that you had this gift? Was it when you start when you wrote that play or what did you know at that time? Or I think it was always um if I, if I feel back into like what just jumped out at me was, um, so when I was still living in South Africa, from the primary school to the high school, I, I w- it was the same school that I was going to, but they had, everyone had to write entrance exams. And then a certain number of people who wrote the entrance exams were invited to write the scholarship exam. Mm-hmm. And so I was invited to write the scholarship exam. And it part of the scholarship exam was it was a story that we had to write and the story i wrote was actually published in the school magazine wow um and my mom my mom was good friends with the english teacher and that was something that i think was reflected back at me a lot when i was a kid was my ability to tell stories write stories i mean i'm also the kid who when i was 10 i made i wrote the script for hansel and gretel and made my friends perform it at my birthday party Um, (laughs) good so so like that's it's just always been there it's always so you could have been a movie director if you wanted to uh yeah i could have i actually really enjoyed directing that was one of the parts when i studied um because i studied communications after i did i did an english literature degree and then i studied communications and i loved directing um i didn't love that that could have that path could have taken you to hollywood 
It could have if that was if that that was where I'd wanted to go. Um, I also loved acting, so there was a a a big phase in my life where I was like, "Am I going to become an actress? Am I going to perform?" Um, I did costuming when I was at university as well. One of the things that I like, I love, I love making things. Um, Mm -hmm. And well, and then I I unexpectedly got pregnant when I was twenty five, and I had my first child, and that sort of redirected things in certain ways because, um, I like I I mean, so much of what we've done has been it it just changed the trajectory really of how yeah. I've lived my life, and we still had adventures and traveled and did all sorts of fun things, but I didn't pursue the relentless the crazy of- potential. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, I mean, it's also how do you choose? And I think that that's one of the things that, mm-hmm. that I like finding my way into coaching and some of the deeper spiritual work that I do with, with my clients, with people, it kind of feels like there could have been so many different paths mm-hmm. that probably would have brought me to the same place. Yes. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately, we end up doing what we are destined to be yeah. and to become. And that's just a journey, right? Your journey could change. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So it's actually a blessing, you know, that the child's come early and you started this mm-hmm. journey. Early. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the from where I was to where I ended up, like, I never would have imagined that I would work. I mean, I didn't know what venture capital was. And then... Mm-hmm. I fell into the tech world. I I worked as a journalist. I did some marketing work. I I did a lot of different types of things when the kids were little. And we were, uh, we went on a road trip to Mexico for four months when April was a baby. And then we went to South Africa two winters in a row. We kind of skipped out on winter for a few years when the kids Uh were little. Uh And, And then when I fell into tech and then I got to write articles about conscious ways to run businesses or how entrepreneurs could succeed it was like completely different from what I imagined I'd be doing Mm -hmm. but still that sort of energy of like we can do things differently we don't have to conform to the status quo we can make the world better whether it is in as a teacher or as a leader of a business Um, or whether it is as a you know somebody working in the forest you know as an environmentalist or as a business we ultimately have the same impact that you can create on the planet and that's a beautiful transition to you know I'd like you to talk more about you know you are today calling yourself as a spiritual teacher but also spiritual you know, leader, leadership coach. So how do you combine that? You know, yeah. you said you were in the tech. How will you come to a tech CEO or a startup or a business owner, owner and you're like, tell him about, you know, spirituality is important. What well, would so that? It, it's funny it? because there's still a part of me that is like, ooh, calling myself a spiritual leader, that feels really big. He's um, big, yes, and, it does. And then I've had people call me that and it's like, oh, I can actually own this, that this is, this is the work that I do with people. And kind of going back to the language piece and, and, and translating experience for people, what actually happens a lot of the time when founders come to me or... I'm uh, most of my work so far is referral based. When people are introduced to me, 
we talk about what's going on in their business and what they want to create and how they want to get there. Mm -hmm. But underneath, I mean, the work that I do with people is helping them to get out of their own way. And a lot of that is about mindfulness. It's about conscious leadership. Mm -hmm. It's about bringing yourself into recognizing how am I showing up here? Mm -hmm. Can I step away from this paradigm that so many of us have lived in of competition and reactivity and winning and ownership and domination and into a much more free, creative, open, collaborative space and way of leading, Mm -hmm. which underneath it, it's all about mindfulness. It's all about connecting with yourself, connecting with what's here, seeing things as they really are, Mm -hmm. learning how to sort of peel away the layers of mental models and social programming and childhood trauma and And all of that stuff. Mm. And get get through those patterns and rewire them and create new patterns. And then also see what else is here. And that's for me, um, I was, because of, of just the way that things worked and having kids younger, and then my husband went back to school and then I became the breadwinner, I put a lot of pressure on myself, like mm-hmm. so much pressure on myself. I can feel that, yeah. And, and then I burned out. And so I was working in venture capital, it was an amazing job, very like, mom. visible role, super mom. People also like love to give you these titles and it's like, she's young and she's beautiful and she's got these amazing kids and this amazing relationship and she's got this amazing job and like so much pressure. So many responsibilities to carry. Yeah. yeah. And so I was you- in my head, completely yeah. in my head. No mm-hmm. access to my emotions. Yeah, because no you can't. You don't have time. Things. You're like, you have to do yeah. the next thing. Tick, 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 tick. Yeah. 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 Very so much like in that energy. mode, living for the future. Mm-hmm. And then and then I burned out. And that was for me was the tipping point of, oh, maybe I've been successful in spite of how hard I've working, yes. how hard I've been working, not because of it. And mm-hmm the my beliefs the belief I had that I had to be perfect that I had to do things better than other people that I had to prove myself that I I like I had I needed to be on a pedestal ultimately that that was creating disconnection from other people it was it had me feeling like an imposter a lot of my life and even though I was achieving I didn't feel good and so yeah. It's interesting what you said. You said something very, very powerful, which is about, you know, you being successful in spite of your hard work. In, and usually we feel like we are successful and, you know, from an outside and I can see it from your outside. I mean, just, you know, you're smart. You have you achieved so many things. You've learned so many things. You worked so hard. So, of course, success is inevitable. Why do you is it on hindsight now that you say it or is it from watching others? What brought you to really claim that? As- um, it's mm-hmm. both. So. Okay. Actually, my spiritual teacher said this to me a number of years ago, and this was, I mean, I felt like I'd been like slapped in the face when he said it to me because it was just like, oh, yes, I have worked so much harder than I've needed to because if I actually look at the best things that have happened in my life, most of them just showed up. 
I didn't actually have to work for them to come to me. They came to me and then I was open to the opportunity. And yes, then I did, I did work, but did it have to be a grind? Did I have to like basically grind myself into dust because I had this opportunity? No, I didn't need to approach it that way, but that was what I had learned. And so I think a lot of us are taught to work super hard to actually work beyond our capacity not a lot like most of us aren't aren't taught to have boundaries we're not taught how to manage our energy Mm -hmm. and so we work way harder than we actually need to Mm -hmm. and sometimes that hard work gets in the way of receiving the beautiful opportunities that come our way that you can't see because you're in tunnel vision like I have to get this thing done yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I see when you say that. I mean, it's like when you're so focused on, you know, what are you going to achieve and what's the goal that is very material and very concrete because yeah. that's what we look for. Then, you know, you you forget about just being ready to receive beauty or abundance or whatever from somewhere else. Yeah. But does it mean that, okay, you know, we say it and, I, you know, I also work with leadership and, and leaders and, and the big question and the big thing is that success is not about working hard. Success is about, about what you feel when you do things. It's not even doing more things. It's just what you feel. And this, what you feel, I mean, you said it as you were really say, telling the story that is incredible because I think you represent every woman, which is every mom, every professional and mom and you know overachievers because women are overachievers I mean there is so much excellence in the world of women that have reached you know high level degrees high level successes because of the hard work but the missing part is uh, do you need to burn out to wake up or can you just change you know and this is why we do in this conversations it's almost like whoever is watching us Haria, other women and it's like you don't need to push yourself so much you know there is a different way yeah i i believe that you don't have to burn out you don't have to get to that place of complete like burn it all down basically um in order to kind of crest that ridge. Unfortunately, yes. a lot of people don't listen to like you, they like, there are certain types of people, my, myself included, where mm-hmm. it is trial by fire and you kind of have to live it to be able to move through it. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that I burned out, but I also know that there are a lot of women in the world who can choose to intentionally create their lives in a way that does not require pushing all the time. And a lot of this is getting out of your head and getting out of the like overthinking loops, getting away from looking for approval and trying to have control and and believing that security comes from outside of you and that you can actually create all of those things for yourself. And if you can source approval from yourself, well, then you're going to feel successful. And I'd say that that probably is the biggest shift for me in terms of how I feel in my life. And then Mm -hmm. that confidence to go for it, to choose Mm -hmm. the path I want to take and back it with my life, to back it with everything I've got, because it doesn't matter what other people think. Mm -hmm. If I'm in it, and it's not about the end point either. If I'm in it because it's fun and it's fascinating and I want to learn about it and I know it's going to be hard. 
Um, but it's worth it. Like that, that, I think that's the difference. It's like, is the hard work a grind so that somebody can give you a medal and a gold star and a place on the podium? Or is that hard work fulfilling and setting your heart on fire? Yeah. And if it is, that's that's fine. Yeah. It is. It's fine because, yeah, because I, you know, we, we are so programmed sometimes at working hard, just, you know, you get a thrill out of it, but what's draining is when you don't know if that work is going to get you where you want to be. You don't know if that work will, you will receive the validation. You will receive the satisfaction that you're looking for. And that's what's really draining more than anything. Yeah, well, especially if you're doing something that is draining already. So so this is also where it's like, if you love what you're doing and you're working hard, it's probably going to give you, not probably, it is going to give you more energy. Oh, yes. If you're working on something you really don't like, and you're working to prove that you are good enough to get the promotion, you're probably going to hate your work and hate your life. And when you get the promotion, you might even get to the place of like, I don't even want this either. Why am I I jumping through these hoops? This isn't how I wanted to live my life. Absolutely. So why did you call your work Shine Plus? What's the plus for? And why Shine? What did you Um, mean? So Shine is... I mean, going back to what I said before about feeling like I was too much, a lot of my life, um, I have been, well, I've always been aware that I'm a very shiny person. Yes. Um, yes. And I mean, I, I took advantage of this. I worked in nightclubs when I was in a university. Right. It was like, it was a <laughs> good did it all. Many, like uh, the, the shine of just who I am and authentically being me. I was also the girl I remember getting teased about this by my boss, but like I would show up, I worked at the W Hotel in Montreal. I'd show up in flats with no makeup on and I'd make crazy tips in a nightclub full of women with like all the makeup and the healing outfits. And I was just like, I'm here to do a job. I'll, I'll be really nice and talk to people and have a good time. And that was that. Um, And so I think for me, it's about like, having the courage to shine and then to help the other people that I work with who also have that courage to stop making yourself small and stop dimming your light and to really shine in whatever way feels authentic and good for you. Um, And actually took me a while to figure out what to call my business. And Mm -hmm. um, I was working with a coach who one of the exercises he did with me was essence words And Mm -hmm. so I interviewed a bunch of people from my life and asked some questions. And then he compiled what they said and presented me with these words. And some of the words he gave me were joy, brilliance, and radiance. And we we often talked about how shiny I was. And so it just felt like, okay, it's the right name for good for Mm -hmm. the business. Um, The plus came. Actually, I ran a program called Shine, and then I had my alumni who, the women who were in that, it was a six-month program, also with travel, so we had a retreat at the beginning, a retreat at the end, like really beautiful connection, and they asked for another, like they wanted to keep going. Yeah. So I created Shine Plus, which was Mm -hmm. the alumni program, and then I realized that actually Shine Plus is the whole community. This is all of the different ways that we can work together. This is women empowering each other. This is women showing up authentically together. Um, 
I love that. It felt really good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it feels like it's women giving the space for each other for, so that each, everybody can shine. And, yeah. you know, when you like the shine plus, it's like I shine plus you shine plus you shine. And it just, everyone, there yeah. is space for everyone. And I think you yeah. are representing that so beautifully, Lauren, LJ, <laughs> for the work you do. And, and, and you're embodying it because, you know, we, the way, uh, this work is so important to just raise awareness and and to make women feel that yes you can be overachiever you can be smart excellent high iq genius don't hide it and don't overdo it to look for validation continuously yeah. from my side what will be uh, like the advice you can give um to women watching us hi ilham is good to see you women watching us who you know like who feels sometimes they are trapped in needing to work so hard because it becomes a trap, isn't it? Yeah. I think that the first thing that I would say to every single human is to stop thinking so much mm. because we have a tendency to overthink things and also to believe our thoughts. And so this is where getting like slowing down, being present with what's actually here and then starting to get curious about, okay, this is the thought I have, or this is the way I see the situation. Is it true? And, and maybe think of what's the opposite of that. And is it equally as true? And once you can start really actually kind of breaking down the way that you think about things, that's when you can start to reprogram those beliefs that you have that maybe have you working really, really hard or saying yes when you mean no, or doing the things that you don't want to do in your in your work, in your life. And for me, that's like, that's a first step of, okay, can I really bring myself here? Can I get clear on what's actually happening here without psychologizing it and overthinking it? And then I can take action once I have that clarity, um, mm -hmm. rather than jumping into the thing because there's a monkey mind part of me that's like, oh, I have to do this or this terrible thing will happen. It's like, well, is that actually true? And how can we how can we start having more compassion for ourselves too yes. and being nicer to ourselves yes. when we have those thoughts so that we can actually get clear on, oh, you know what? I'm not going to focus my energy on fixing things. I'm going to focus my energy on creating what I want and how I want to live my life. I love that. This is such a beautiful, beautiful saying. And, uh, you know, uh, we dropped the, your link for Shine Plus, whoever wants to come and shine along with all the incredible women that shines with you in your programs. And I think this is such a beautiful, uh, you know, beautiful, inspirational way of ending this conversation is that, you know, there is space for everyone. Don't overwork yourself. Let yourself be, enjoy every part, every time, you know, in every present moment. And, you know, this is what it means. It's like, just be present. Don't be completely blind about where you're going. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lauren, for Thank beautiful. you. It's been a pleasure. It is and discovering an incredible women. So thank you for being so incredible and for sharing your wisdom and your beautiful experience. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, everyone, for being with us. Bye. <laughs>